0: Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support.
1: Hello, Emily Corwin. Hey, Angela. So it's time for some real talk. Things right now are really crazy. They are. We are both at home recording in our closets and under giant blankets. And we were supposed to bring you, listeners, an episode today about homeschool regulations. Emily, you were working on this. It was almost done. It was. But it's clear that this moment is calling for something very different as of our recording right now. Vermont has had its first two deaths related to coronavirus, and it's a really scary and unusual time, and all of our worlds are totally upside down.
2: This week, the governor closed Vermont's schools, and a lot of parents essentially became homeschool parents or something similar. So we're sticking with the homeschooling theme, but apologies to original question asker Sue LaRue, We're going to shift gears to focus on this situation a lot of parents are facing right now. That is to say, maybe you've got kids home from school, maybe you're working from home too, and somehow you've got to make it all work. Hi, Sarah. It's uh, Matthew Smith at VPR. I'm here with uh, Holly and Emily Corwin. Our colleague Matthew Smith is still at VPR Studios. He's a producer with Vermont Edition. Okay. Great. Uh, so, Emily, I'm recording on this end just as a backup. Perfect. Um. Yeah. So, Matt patched me through to two women who've been friends for 28 years, since they were freshmen in high school. Holly Friatt in Barrie and Sarah Blondin in Worcester. Holly is a veteran homeschool parent who simultaneously works from home as a legislative analyst and church school director. Sarah is a financial advisor. She usually works at an office and sends her kids to public school. Until... This week? Uh, Real quick, let me get a mic check for everyone. Emily, uh, your breakfast this morning, please. Oh, I had yogurt and granola. All right. Sarah, can I have your breakfast, please? I had a
0: bowl of kicks. And Holly,
2: your breakfast, please.
0: Um, Coffee.
2: (laughs) So, a little about these two. Holly homeschools her two daughters. I'm Amelia and I'm in fifth grade. I'm Olivia and I'm in second grade. And now Sarah is home with her two kids. My name is Jordan and I'm nine years old. My name is Christian and I'm seven years old. While Sarah does her own work, she needs to make sure her kids stay on track with their schoolwork. We thought, why not put these two friends on the phone with each other and let
1: Sarah pick Holly's brain for tips navigating her new reality. We also ask their kids for a little help. So, without further ado...
2: From Vermont Public Radio... From Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Brave Little State. State. This is Brave Little State. Today, an episode about homeschooling. In the age of coronavirus. A conversation between our mom, Mom, Holly, and
1: my mom, Sarah. We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund.
3: Welcome! Welcome!
1: Thanks to VEDA for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, VEDA has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Do either of
2: you have any questions before we get started? I don't think so. I'm not going to trip you up, am I, Holly? And throw anything we'll see. At
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uncharted territory.
2: While Matt records a backup, Holly and Sarah record themselves with their iPhones. Hashtag social distancing.
3: All right. So my um, first question for you, Holly, is just to sort of focus on our younger children. So my seven-year-old is definitely strong-willed, and I'm most concerned in this new environment of homeschooling on how I'm going to minimize our battles. So that would be my um, that would be the first
0: place I would want to start in this conversation. Sure. Well, let me preface this, you know, just a little bit by saying, um, you know, even for homeschoolers this is sort of a new world for us too and my kids that we're never home this much, you know? So even for me, I'm finding that the tried and true needs some changes these days. So, so anyway, um, when you're doing whatever the schools are wanting you to do, take a lot of breaks. That's I think like, you know, the really young ones maybe can handle a few minutes of doing some concentrated schoolwork. Some kids might really love it, but I know your son and my daughter need some time to like move around and just get some of their wiggles out. And snacks are another big one. I think that when I see my youngest sort of starting to melt down and and um, needing some extra care, um, sometimes. She's just needing food, you know, honestly. It's like, just have some chill time and have something to eat and get your mind off of doing school. And um, I think the biggest one probably is just that I think for any kid in any grade, most of the homeschoolers who I know aren't sitting down and doing lessons from like 9 to three you know which the kids don't in school either there's a lot of transitions and a lot of downtime um and so there's just a lot of getting up and moving around in general so don't expect that you know you're going to have like a nine to three day where your kids are focusing on school that helps a
3: lot with sort of like the either strong-willed children or younger children um Let's talk a little bit about our older kids because I know um, our older kids are both uh, similar in age. Mine, mine is almost 10 and yours is almost 11. And they, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I would define both of them as sort of more independent learners and they can take on more work. So my question is, how do you know when it's enough or how to like how do I challenge my daughter but not expect too much or um, put too much stress on her?
0: Oh, gosh. That's a stumper, Sarah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Let me think. You know, I guess the first thing is if you were a full-time, all-the-time homeschooler, I would answer this question maybe differently for you. Um, I think the best thing I would say to this is, number one, you know, just do, if your teachers have sent work home, Do that. Reach out to them for support. And if there's further, you know, I'll put in quotes, work that you want to do with your children, um, ask them what their interests are. And, um, you know, maybe they have something that they've really wanted to learn about for a long time. And um, this is the perfect opportunity to, like, take a deep dive into something fun for them and explore and um, you know, maybe that means going outside and studying some things in nature or um you know doing what you can around the house and um, while we're sort of all on our own, so I think that's that's what I would say at this point for this great um, so what about your daily schedule? Do you try to follow some sort of a structure? Yes. For my family, and for a lot of families I know, um, if you're doing schoolwork, and particularly for the younger kids, do it in the morning. A lot of times, you know, if you're trying to do a lot of stuff after lunchtime, they just their energy just isn't there um, anymore. So definitely for the younger kiddos, and by younger, I mean... 8 or 9 and younger and maybe even some 10 or 11 year olds um the morning time is going to be when you're really doing doing your work um for my family we get up in the morning um everybody has breakfast and for for our family my kids really love me reading to them so after breakfast We'll put dishes away and everything, Um, and then we'll have some time where we're sitting on the couch together, and I'm reading a chapter, you know, in a book to them. Um, And then after we do that, we sort of break up into doing our individual work. And after we're done work, um, we have dogs, so their job is to take the dogs out. Um, in the yard and play with them and have a walk and that's sort of for me when I check messages um, I get back on to people on emails um, maybe I'll do like a quick little bit of work um, while I can and you know then sort of get lunch going um, and so after lunch um, is usually we'll have a little free time, downtime, or they can just sort of do whatever they want. Um, and then after that, often my older daughter, um, who's ten, almost eleven, um, she's sort of gotten to the point where um, a lot of the stuff that she does for school, like she can, she can do some more work in the afternoon. And usually that, you know, I'll say work um, in and say that sometimes that involves um, research, and maybe that research means um, something she's actually doing right now is um, a project on animals um, and about their behavior socially, and she's picked bees. So um, later this afternoon, she is watching a documentary on bees. And um, in in that time, um, having some quiet time in the afternoon, especially if all of your kids are younger, if if it's possible. And I know I can think of mom friends I know who are like totally laughing <laughs> at me right now because sometimes getting the kids to do that is a huge struggle. You're just thinking, right, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But I found for me that, um, you know, setting up something quiet for even 10 minutes um, sometimes they were able to get into whatever they were doing and some days it lasted longer and some days, yeah, the quiet time is, you know, doesn't work out.
3: I, yeah. I think that's really helpful. So all the homeschooling stuff sounds very um, doable and interesting, but the reality is I'm, su- I'm still expected to fit in an eight hour work day on top of that. So I would love to sort of hear how you manage that, um,
0: with just fitting in your job and
3: what's expected of you for work responsibilities,
0: I wish first of all there was a magical answer to that. I, I know that people listening are probably hoping that there is. I I can tell you, there's not, unfortunately. Um, you know, if you're trying to fit in an eight hour day and that you're home educating, you know, your kids and just managing, I mean not even adding, educating your kids onto that. Um, even if you're just home with your kids, um, and you're trying to make breakfast and make lunch and, um, you know, let the dogs out and all the things that come with being home, there are a massive amount of interruptions, um, in your day now. So the way I get my work done, um, is honestly a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, um, and uh, I prefer to work at night more, actually. I'm more of a night owl, um, So, which means sometimes I sleep in a little later. And if you're able to do that um, in this environment, I think go for it. I mean, do what you can do to make it work. If you're in a situation, I think, where you need to be available during the day, um, I, I'm not a big proponent of of media and like screen time myself, but... Um, you know, there's days that I've had to turn to that too. Sometimes, you know, maybe you put an educational um, movie on for the afternoon or, you know, let's face it, maybe a not educational movie for the <laughs> afternoon, um, just so you can get some work done and get a few hours in. Um, flexibility, I think, is the key word for all of us. Um,
3: so I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you if there's anything that you've learned along the way that
0: would um, save me from learning the hard way. oh gosh some of the things i do during the day um are my kids get one glass (laughs) that they use during (laughs) the day and um they it's their responsibility to wash it out because otherwise they are just loading my sink and everywhere with dishes and it just turns into a disaster and mess really quickly. The, the one glass a day, I might have to use that. <laughs> and I think this is easier as the weather's getting nicer. Get them outside, you know. Just because we're um, trying to, you know, kind of stay away from folks a little bit these days, you can still go outside. And and I find, um, I found this when my girls were young, and I find this now that they're getting a little older. Um, if you're having a rough time, just going outside. And even if people are really resistant to taking a walk or, um, doing anything active outside, just getting some fresh air sometimes really just changes, um, the scene and, um, I think my other advice would be to take care of yourself. I just think of like, you know, when you're on an airplane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask on before others. Um, I think as work from home parents, you it's stressful. Um, you're you're trying to answer to other people and get work done. You might be staying up late or waking up early. Um, if you can rest rest a little bit. I mean, sometimes the laundry is secondary to your sanity. Or always, maybe.
1: (laughs) Because everything is different right now, our work is going to be different too. Our next episode, thanks to your input, is going to be something we're calling How's Everybody Doing? Whether you're out helping people and doing essential work, Or you're staying home to slow the spread of coronavirus. We want to hear how it's going for you. What you're seeing and feeling and doing differently or the same. Consider keeping a little audio diary for us and sharing tidbits from your life. This also goes for musicians and poets and writers. If you're making work in response to this pandemic, we'd love to hear it. We've got details for how you can participate at bravelittlestate.org. Or you can call our BLS hotline and leave a message at 802-552-4880. And if there's a specific category of Vermonter you'd like us to check in on and ask how they're doing, let us know. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And thanks to Holly, Sarah, Amelia, Olivia, Jordan, and Christian for helping the cause and recording themselves at home.
2: This episode was produced by Emily Corwin and Angela Evansi. Ty Gibbons composed the theme music. Other music by Blue Dot Sessions. The digital producer is Elodie Reed. And engineering support comes from Chris Albertine. Grave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio.
1: Thanks very much to the sustaining members who support our work. I'm Angela Evansy. We'll be back soon.
2: And remember be brave. Ask,
0: Ask questions. Stay <laughs> 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 <You really want laughs> together. Just say it together. <laughs>